0: of the UN's founders. And I think the world would be better off if we did leave.
1: Hello, Revere Radio. You're listening to the Animal Farm. It is Friday, January 11th, 2008. I am your host, Ben Miller, and I'm hanging with my co host, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And we got Python on the soundboard. As always, we've got a ton of news that we're uh, going to be talking about tonight. Um, we're going to be Getting into uh, Hillary's fake little crying spout, and uh, we're gonna be getting into some Ron Paul attacks, and we also have a major uh, animal farm announcement coming up in the second hour, um, so uh, we'll, we'll let you know when that comes uh, along. Um, but uh, first, we're gonna kick it off with some some police state news. What do you got, Tony?
2: Ah, uh, well, Ben, there's just an assortment of stuff. Some of it is actually good news, thankfully. There's some f- some funny good news too. But uh, starting off. Out of the IslandPacket.com out of South Carolina, political signs can lead to fines, jail. Illegal political signs are popping up along the highway rights of way in the town of Bluffton. Approximately three weeks ago, town staff removed at least ten Ron Paul presidential campaign signs. Last week, we removed a Mitt Romney sign that was not only illegal, but which also had profanity scratched across the front of it. I can't imagine (laughs) why, (laughs) Ben. I can't imagine. This week, we removed uh, the two John McCain signs. We will remove any others we find, including those attached to, te- uh, to telephone or utility poles, fence posts, and trees. Campaign staffers who erect signs are subject to a $500 fine and or 30 days in jail per violation. Bluff- God, I love freedom. <laughs> Thank you. Bluffton's town ordinance says political signs cannot be located on public property or in public rights of way, such as along the shoulders of highways. Uh, political signs must be in a confined to uh, private property and must have the permission of the property owner well that's obvious signs cannot be erected earlier than sixty days prior to the election and must be removed within five days after the election no <laughs> so uh you know it's you know, so
1: they don't want you uh being involved in politics nah, you know
2: so. I, I guess you can you can argue both ways yeah, look i'm so. I'm not exactly for uh, having traffic violations and and when we are, you know, on the highways, every time someone gets pulled over, anytime there's any lights on, everybody's got to stop, you know, to four miles an hour to see the, the, the blood and the horror. So, <laughs> nevertheless, um, the real police state news that, that uh, really shocked me, uh, not really because we're so used to it these days, um, came out of Newcastle. The Garfield County All-Hazards Response Team broke down Tom Schifflet's door Friday night and, following a court order, took his son for medical treatment. The doctor's recommendation was to take Tylenol and apply ice to the bruises. The boy was back home a few hours later. Authorities said they had reason to believe that Shifflett mistreated his 11-year-old son, John, by failing to provide him proper medical care for a head injury. But Shifflett says his privacy and his rights were invaded, and that he has the right and the skill to treat his son himself. Shifflett, who's 62 years old, said he served as a medic in Vietnam during the Tet Offensive. Uh, who in the world puts stipulation on how adequate a person is to care for an injury? Shiflet asked. Speaking about the incident from his home in the Apple Tree Park on Monday, Shiflet was very upset. Perhaps most offensive, Shiflet said, was the law, uh, was, was that law enforcement did announce that there was a warrant before breaking into his home south of Newcastle. Now, I know, uh, I think Kurt Nemo did a really good follow-up, uh, summary on this article, but I mean, literally just breaking into the house. And apparently, from what I read, uh you know, the kid had an accident, he fell down and you know, he he stumped his head. But um, you know, when people can just break down your door for something like that, it's a little little That's strange ridiculous. to say the least. I don't yeah. know about
1: you Ben but well, I, I think the medic came in and the medic um you know wanted to treat the boy and the father had said, I don't want you treating him, he's fine, you know. Please I didn't invite you into the house, what are you doing in here? The medic got suspicious, um, called the police, then the police felt the need to kick in the door and uh, you know Jam, the, jam the, his little daughters in the back, handcuff them, um, and uh, you know, Excuse provide me? their daily service with yeah. a smile. Yeah, well, you know, I, again, the more and more you hear stuff like
2: this, the more and more you just got to scratch your head. I mean, this is a, you know, we were all kids, and we were all, I mean, I scraped up mine. I bashed my head against walls so many times. I mean, yeah. I have more scars than the average person, that's for sure. Very active when I was young, but, you know, you think about what's going on now. A kid bumps his head, and they have the SWAT team come in for it. I don't know who's paying for all this.
3: Not decent people, <laughs> i make it my but,
2: business. Uh, <laughs> and for those interested, yes, uh, out of truth news, Kurt Nemo, uh, if you if you just Google it or type in SWAT goons dispatched on homeschoolers in Colorado. And I think the reason why it was uh, labeled that was because these people were indeed homeschoolers. So oh, you I can't know. be a homeschooler yeah, and I'm Not these days, and I doubt but it would have happened otherwise. But uh, again, Garfield County, uh, Garfield County Colorado um, is where this all happened. And the guy's name is Tom Shiflet. S h i f l e t t. So check that out, but uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's as hey, far as call I'm, that a democracy? Yeah, well, absolutely, uh, absolutely not. But there's one more article that actually Charlie Rat Ratner, our legal correspondent, he sent this to us last week, and I didn't talk about it. I know we were in quite a heated debate last week, man, but I do want to talk about it. And this one is perhaps even more bizarre. Out, out oh, of this is horrible. <laughs> this is uh, this is police graduation slogan causes stir. Boise, Boise, Idaho, the newest police officers are not being trained to inflict post-traumatic stress, the head of the officer training for the state says, despite a slogan to that effect that was featured prominently in the program for the latest police academy graduation. And in quotes, it says, don't suffer from PTSD. Go out and cause it urged the slogan. I'm not kidding about this, (laughs) folks. Which was printed above the list of 43 graduates of the Idaho Police Officer Standards and Training Academy's latest Basic Academy. That's not something we encourage or condone, said Jeff Black, Executive Director of the Post Academy. It shouldn't have been in there. It was inappropriate. You think? Uh. I don't know, Jeff. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Black said Ada County Sheriff Gary Rainey pointed out the slogan to him three minutes before the graduation ceremony was to begin on December 14th. Like I said, this was a little while back. Uh, We both cringed, he said. Each post class is allowed to vote on a slogan, Black said. And the latest class, which included officers bound for 19 police agencies around the state, selected the quote from retired Army Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman. Grossman writes and teaches about mental survival for officers, and his work is particularly pro- uh, popular in military circles. So again, oh, this, th- their slogan was literally, don't suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, go out and cause it.
1: And that's so as was so a military
2: op, Yeah, well, well and, and I think despite the, you know, the fact that this is ridiculous and this is unacceptable, you know – more importantly, we talk about this all the time, Ben. We we specifically talk about how the police themselves and the the uh, law enforcement officials of this country are being militarized and more specifically their role is changing because of it and how the you know the the enemy of the republic now is the people. I mean we talked about issues and quotes and stuff and we won't go back into it, but here's a first hand proof. I mean, you know, I don't think these, these cops are bad people. I don't think they are, you know, trying to uh, you know be anti-American anyway, but you know the fact that they came up with this slogan and they thought that it was a good idea and that nobody noticed it until three minutes before the graduation That's took place—it's bizarre.
1: Something doesn't sound right there. This is a test of the emergency moron system. Yeah, well, this doesn't mean, sound right at all. I don't know man.
2: what the hell we're doing here, folks,
1: but uh, this is what's going on in the police academy. So you know. Well, give us give us a call. Let us know what you think. The number is nine one four six one three three one six six. That's nine one four. Six one three three one six six, 613-3166, and let us know what you think about this. Also, let us know what you think about anything else, uh, whether it be the the New Hampshire uh, voter fraud that they discovered or whether it be the attacks on Ron Paul. Um, You can also, if you don't want to give us a call if you're a little shy – you could feel free to drop us an IM at uh, A-I-M, and our name is uh, Animal Farm Show, all one word. You could also Skype us, Animal Farm Show, all one word, and check out our website, AnimalFarmShow, all one word, dot com. Okay.
2: Yep, I mean, you know, and, and again, folks, if you call in, just if you hear the show, that means you're on. Be patient with us. We'll get there. Hopefully, uh, you know, we have a lot to talk about tonight, Ben. There's a lot of different topics around the spectrum. Uh, hopefully, many of them will... Uh, infuriate most of you to call in and talk about it and, and maybe tell us where we're right or wrong. But then on the humorous note, just to wrap this up, FBI wiretap cut off her unpaid bill out of Washington. Yes, I got this out of Reuters. A telephone <laughs> company cut off an FBI international wiretap After the agency failed to pay its bill on time. I mean, this is just poetic justice at its best, Ben. According to a U.S. government audit released on Thursday, the Justice Department's inspector general faulted the FBI for poor handling of money used in undercover investigations, (laughs) which it said made the agency vulnerable to theft and mishandled invoices. And I just have to – yeah, i got to laugh about
1: this. It's, it's, <laughs> well, it's funny, but it's, it's also really not funny because then – nah. t- how many people are they wiretapping as well, to I, where they can't pay their bill? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean,
2: none of this is funny. Basically, none of it is funny, Ben. I don't think we've talked about any really funny things. It's just like we always say, you know, you have to – you have to, I guess, laugh about this just to try to loosen it up a bit because, yeah. no, we're, we're headed into dire, dire circumstances as a country for multiple reasons. And uh, as a result of multiple issues, we all know this. This is nothing new. But when you hear about this, there is just a little bit of a, a poetic justice element to it. You know, the FBI can't pay its yeah. bill. I mean, we're all struggling with bills as it is, but, uh, anyway, it's the FBI. <laughs> Nevertheless, um. Sorry.
0: The
2: call cannot be completed as dialed from the phone using. Uh, It cited the case in which a wiretap under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which governs electronic spying on terrorism <laughs> and intelligence cases, was disrupted due to an overdue bill. Late payments have resulted in telecommunications characters actually disconnecting phone lines established to deliver surveillance results to the FBI, resulting in lost evidence, including uh, an instance where delivery of intercept information required by a FISA order was halted due to uh, untimely payment the audit said so I'll leave that pretty much <laughs> there but nevertheless FBI wiretap cut off our unpaid bill I thought it was worth uh, mentioning but just a little bit of stuff around the spectrum to loosen up
1: the brain cells or whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah definitely oh uh, well oh man what unspeakable evil should we get into next should we get into the the voter fraud and uh, Kucinich's uh, well, well yeah know? I mean
2: you know most of you if not all of you have heard about this this alleged voter fraud in uh, New Hampshire there and we mm mm-hmm. We don't I guess there's really been I mean my take on it is that there's no absolute proof but it seems as though um, there's definitely reason to believe that Ron Paul for example and among you know others Obama um, didn't get the votes that they actually got they didn't receive the results that they actually got yes
1: yeah, yep absolutely if you go so to um, don't you, go ahead and talk about that if you go to uh, YouTube and you type in uh, is this voter fraud with two question marks you'll come up on a video um, where a gentleman videotaped his computer screen with a camera, um, and it was uh, an article from the Boston, or he was tracking the results uh, from the Boston Globe, and actually looked down at Ron Paul's numbers, and there were just massive numbers uh, for Ron Paul, and zero, literally zero, one vote, two vote for for McCain, Um, and it was coming from the Boston Globe, it was coming from an AP reporter. So it was, was, you know, and then all of a sudden they changed and it showed Ron Paul having zero percent, right? And uh, you know, and and Ron Paul wasn't the only one that got screwed. I guess apparently Obama. Obama didn't. I
2: think just as important. I mean, just to get off the Ron Paul uh, center of attention, like we often do. The fact of the matter is, we last week we were talking about Hillary. We were talking about how she, you know, her campaign was in trouble because of the huge loss and. Mm You know, miraculously now, gentlemen, miraculously. Obama doesn't get the votes apparently that he had in the polls and she wins. Yeah, interesting the new pro- isn't that just interesting. And
1: Kusenich, Dennis Kucinich just actually came out today and had said quote unquote uh, the, the surprise Hillary victory uh, is a mystery that needs to be solved. So yeah, it really is, and I and that's yeah. that's the other reason, maybe the main reason, uh, why I predicted that she would
2: win the nominee, just because I know the connections that she has. I know that that it, it you know the roots run very deep. I know Rupert Murdoch is behind her campaign. I mean, this is not anything yeah. new. This is,
4: that is not going to be proven true.
1: I, well, and, listen, and remember, Larry, who 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 was it that counted the votes? You know, it was those diebold machines once again? You know, the same. <laughs> and it's a whole. The same other thing. machines that that screwed people over in uh, Ohio in uh, 2000. Four in Florida of uh, yeah. two thousand, and uh,
2: I never forget the the um, former coworker and and I used to have kind of little debates about voting fraud, and he, he just didn't want to hear at all that it could even be possible that it was happening. Well, nobody wants to hear nobody wants to hear any of this stuff as far as from a legitimate standpoint. Where yeah, I mean, I don't want to hear bad news every day, but the bottom line is someone's got to stand up and do something, and someone's got to spread the info. But, you know, his argument was, well, you know, if that's the case, then we all have to take up arms. And I'm like, well, yeah, I understand that. But first, you know, you have to acknowledge what's going on. And here's another example of voter fraud. And if if nothing else, I mean, can we at least not agree – that these electronic voting machines are a really bad idea, Oh, they're horrible, horrible idea. idea. I mean, it's an, it's a ridiculous understatement. We need a paper trail. I love computers just as much as the next guy. I mean, I'm I'm in front of about seven computers right now as I speak to you, all of you. But on uh, the, the bottom absorbing line, absorbing the the brain. <laughs> the, I mean, listen. There's a time and a place for everything, and I, you know, humbly uh, feel that there should be a paper trail for something as far as voting, elections, presidential elections, at the very least cuz the you know computers are not really that hard to hack if you know the system and
1: apparently these machines are even easier Diebold makes ATM machines and they give you receipt after you after you take out money they can't freaking give you a receipt after you vote folks next Come time on. folks next time you go to I'm the ATM seriously and
2: Ben speaking the truth next time you go to the
1: ATM try to find the
2: company that makes it it's right on the front it's either Diebold or Diebold. i've heard it pronounced so different failed. ways so it doesn't matter Pardon they, me if i'm mispronouncing they both suck they both suck um or some other company, which I don't really know. But, yes, they
1: they also manufacture ATM machines. So, yeah, it's getting a little scary. and It's getting scary. And then you had the uh, president of uh, Diebold uh, had come out and said that he was going to give Bush the election. I mean, come on. I mean, geez. We man. could spend the next and four months. And they're all months. convicted felons. And then this yeah. guy that was in charge of uh, counting the votes in New Hampshire, turned out he was a convicted felon and a Coke dealer and – and, I mean, you know, if you're a felon in the United States, you can't even you, – you're not allowed to vote, but you can count the votes. Well, that's the and thing. And you can walk around the the whole uh, state of New Hampshire with with uh, voter memory cards in your pocket and in the trunk of your car and whatnot like that, and that's fine. Yeah. But uh, you can't vote.
2: Well, I mean, and if you have that article, <laughs> dig up that article, Ben. I mean I, I was looking into it, but – Yes, that's that's a whole another thing, and, and the more information that comes out, uh, I would say you know we we're going to keep you up to date with it. But the other thing, Ben, the other issue, and, and before I go on to that issue, you know we, we could talk all day about the the Bush election, Bush Kerry, and Bush Al uh, Gore elections. Both of them had some very strange things happen, but we're not gonna we got to try to move on. <coughs> but just, <laughs> stolen, it's you know, I mean it's it's been happening. The news reported that Gore won. I mean we can go into this debate for a hundred hours. We won't do it. But I don't think it's even a debate over it's, here. You know, well <laughs> it's, know. in my mind it's yeah. not Ben, and in your mind. It's not, but believe me, there's a lot of people that still think uh, otherwise, and and that's fine. And listen, if you have any information, call us, 914-613-3166. That's 914-613-3166. You're listening to the Animal Farm Show on Revere. Um, but the big issue at hand, at least for us you know, in our little community here, is, is the Ron Paul news because it affects us so so much. And I think maybe the two arguments that I've heard now, Ben, and, and uh, you and I kind of feel – Similar in, in some ways and different in others is, you know, what's Ron Paul going to do now? If indeed there was voter fraud and Ron Paul was um to put it lightly screwed out of certain <laughs> amounts of votes, which, mm-hmm. you know, in this case are are vital especially for his campaign, he's always battling the upper, you know, the upper candidates, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, what is he to do and what's the right move as far as his votes? I mean there's the one Uh, school of thought, and and interrupt me if you have any ideas here, Ben, but there's the one school of thought where, you know, we have supported Ron Paul, we the people, have donated so much money that we want some kind of answers and we want the justice because that's really what the whole movement is about, not just the truth movement, but just the idea of having, you know, being a patriot, the patriot movement and the patriot community. You know, we're sick and tired of this stuff, okay? We're sick and tired of this... um, You know, this illegal activity, to put it really lightly without cursing and whatnot, we're getting really (laughs) sick of corruption. Corruption is really at an all-time high. That's the way we feel. So the one school of thought is, you know, Ron Paul and his campaign should put several statements and start uh, going after this. But I guess maybe the other argument on the other side of the fence is saying, look, let's stay the course, so to speak, not to use a Bushism, but let's stay the track. And let's just
1: keep on working for um, the other primaries. So I don't dig it. I don't like that. Go ahead, Ben. Well, tell me. I want to know what you think. I don't like the route. I think uh, you know this is a problem that needs to be addressed, and it, it he needs to address it. He's got to address it. And I've heard I've heard these theories that you know if he addresses it, then you know it could be some type of trap where you know the vote count actually ends up turning out the same. It doesn't matter in my opinion if the vote count turns out the same. There's clear evidence of of whether it be you know chicanery, whether it be accidental, or whether it be real. They actually admitted a county in a county in New Hampshire admitted that this this whole family went in there and they said, "How could Ron Paul have zero votes? All five of us voted. How is that possible?" And then they came back and they said, "Whoops, I'm sorry. He actually had 32 what? votes in our in yeah, our district." You know. And I mean, there's there's evidence of this. So so he should pursue this. Forget this crap. Even if it does come out o- almost the same or clearly close to the same, it's we need honest vote counting. And uh, you know. Okay, and, and, and again, Ben, I'm I'm sort of undecided here. I, I would
2: say I'm probably more on the the mentality like, look, let's let's try to cut down a lot of the offenses towards Ron Paul and his campaign. We'll get to that news later on, but uh, I'm I'm just gonna keep doing
1: it though. Yeah, man. they're just gonna keep stealing votes, and yeah. then, and 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 there's no way to even track it. That's the worst part about. They set up a system that's so impossible to track any type of voter fraud because any a 12 year old could hack into it. Yeah, well, you know? it's So not it's like hard. who hacked it. You know, when did they hack it? Where did they hack it? And you can't, and you you don't know, you can't even find out who's at fault. And that's right. what the biggest problem is.
2: You know, my question the out there, and maybe I am sick of them too. Yeah. Well, they my are question. Of filth. Well, let me let me pose this question to you, Ben, and and really more of a question for the audience as well. Uh, please participate and let me know what you think. But uh, do you think that the Ron Paul campaign can afford right now to? Backtrack, so to speak. Can they afford to, at this, you know, in this current day, now that we really kind of know what's happening and that there are, there's definitely some fishy stuff going on there in that primary and the election there, uh, you know, can, can the Ron Paul campaign afford to look behind them and try to fix that error while still maintaining, like I said, the
1: course? I think from a political standpoint, no. it, it, it's going to hinder them. You know, from a political standpoint, it is going to hinder them. Right. But at the same time, we have to get past these the, the fact that seventy five percent of Americans are idiot and don't under idiots are don't understand the importance of having an uh, an important vote count. They don't understand that, so we have to get past that. You know, right. Ron Paul going after these people and saying and making sure that they count the vote. Um, is is really gonna put? It's gonna get us past. Oh, 75% of America is stupid, and they don't care much about vote counts. So we're not gonna, you know, uh, we're not gonna go after the vote because it's really gonna hurt our campaign. We have to look past that. Yeah. We well, have to stop pretending that that 75% of America is stupid, and we have to understand our principles and go towards them. Yeah, no doubt, I'm Ben. I mean, am like, absolutely
5: adamantly opposed to that.
2: I completely agree with you, and I I would say that voting for it is one of the Greatest offenses to America, and And the I American think your friend
1: made a great point. What now? What happens if there, there's clear evidence of them stealing votes? I mean, what do you do? Huh? I mean, we'll 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 let's, get back to yeah, that. Yeah, let's I, talk about I, it on the other side of this. You're listening to the Animal Farm here on Revere Radio Network, Sticking.
6: Of the media. Who can you trust? Just when you think there is no hope alive, you find out that there is an alternative news source to turn to. Revere Radio Network, keeping the dream of sovereignty and freedom alive
0: for all. Revere Radio
2: Network. The views and opinions expressed in the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Revere Radio Network, Rob Revere, or any other host on the network. They are the personal thoughts and feelings of the host given the presentation. We support total free speech here at Revere Radio Network, even when it's ugly. Enjoy.
7: Hey, you're listening to Revere Radio Network. Stay tuned.
1: If you want to give us a call here at the Animal Farm, dial 914-613-3166. Yeah,
0: go ahead Better job. Better job. America is a great nation, but all great nations stumble at times. Our economy is weak. Our national borders are ignored. The cost of health care continues to rise. Our troops are spread too thin. Taxes are too high. Great nations stumble, but great nations do stand again. And so will America. We have the answer. God gave us freedom. Our forefathers gave us the Constitution. There is hope for America. We have Ron Paul. I'm Ron Paul, and I approve this message.
1: Okay, folks, we are back. You're listening to The Animal Farm here on the Revere Radio Network. We were just talking about voter fraud and uh, what happened in New Hampshire and how there was clear evidence of voter fraud and uh, I was just posing the question to you the listeners out there and uh, to Tony himself who's uh, his friend had uh, a made, made a statement um, and said, which I
2: agree with just like you do Ben well it's you know extremely he, important
1: he asked he asked if there's voter fraud um, should we start taking up arms? And and I think that that's a question that's very interesting. I think it relates to the same thing uh, with 9/11. If you think 9/11 is an inside job, don't you have a moral authority uh, to defend yourself and to take up arms against people? And that's a very interesting question. Now you have to think about yeah. <laughs> you have to think about bigger re- repercussions of it. You have to think, you know, if you start going out there and popping off politicians are you going to, are you really going to be helping or are you going to be hurting the cause? And I think the the, the clear answer is you're going to be hurting the cause.
2: I think without a doubt Ben and that's that's why, I mean, uh, let me pose it in a, in a little bit more accurate way. First off, I mean, the discussion came up at one point where we talked about one of the elections I think it was the, the Bush-Gore election and then we eventually went to the Kerry one but the Bush-Gore one was the first topic and, you know, the moral of the story is that yes it's, it's an extreme offense Um, to me, it's, you know, there's a lot of things that you know, basically, are beyond the line in the sand for me. I mean, you know, voting frauds, one of them. Let's just talk about murdering, uh, you know, your country's citizens and diseases and all kinds of other stuff and and um and business crimes and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, the the, the bottom line with him as well. You know, it's not happening. No, it's not elect. You know, it's not rigged. And if it was, you know, now you have to take up arms. I'm like, yeah, I understand, but th- there's other ways to to combat these problems. I don't think just getting a shotgun and going on the street and knocking off politicians is the right move. Certainly not. That's probably the last thing you'd want to do. That's all they want. That's what they want. Because once that happens, God forbid, if that ever happens, uh, then they have an excuse to do whatever the hell they really want to do. Yeah, absolutely. So I would never, ever advocate violence unless it's the last possible yeah, unless
1: they're, unless they unless to kill us <laughs> exactly unless they're busting down their door and they're ready to kill you and your family i mean which then, i mean they're about a step away from that ben i read <laughs> yeah. the article
2: before i mean you know
1: let's be honest but i mean they just they just busted down this guy's door that we were just talking about yeah i mean yeah. it's 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 a scary thing and you know Ed, and the lane brown i think um i in my opinion were pretty justified in defending themselves um mm-hmm. against against that stuff uh, you know uh But you know, that's that's the question that we pose to you the listeners. Um I I personally think in my opinion it's more of, you know, the the old frame you have to play chess and not checkers and you have to understand Mm -hmm. the way that this world works and understand the way that uh politicians and and elite people and ring knockers on top are are basically coming after you and you have to understand the way that the the most logical way to combat them is to spread information.
2: Well, that's you know that's exactly what we're trying to do, and I think you know we, we've we've had such an effect, and you know we the quintessential we the, the the population here and people way before me, we've had a huge effect. I mean, people have really uh, gotten the job done every time. You know, for example, the Ron Paul supporters I always come to mind because they've gotten so much done on their own. Yeah. And um, well, uh, I <laughs> the, what made me ill this week, Ben, was. Uh, when Ron Paul, they finally f- figured out something to use against Ron Paul. We we talked about it for so long. Yes, folks, they got him. They they got they him They Ron know. Paul. Look, I mean, it, I mean, I, I didn't even want to talk about, right? I mean, this always happens. I didn't want to talk about Ron Paul until maybe uh, the second hour, but this we one you want to thing... postpone? No,
1: nah, I, I, mean, I we I... have lots of we have lots of news. We, we have, have a lo- the, the Hillary fake crying and we could get into that. We got, got the think. Hillary
2: fake crying. We got to talk about John McCain. Uh, we, we have m- to talk John McCain, yeah. We might have to talk a little bit more Adolf Gulagiani. Uh, there's so much to talk about beyond that. Um I even have a, one or two more police state Articles I want to talk about in Middletown, um, in Rhode Island, there's a couple of great articles coming out of there. But first, I, I this literally Ben, I mean, you know, a lot of things make me angry, of course, in this in this country, how could things not make you angry if you care? On Tucker Carlson, well I'm gonna just play it, but we you know, the, the republic dot republic.org The new republic. The new republic Apparently they dug something up on Ron org. Oh my
1: god. No All right
2: folks. Well, if you're a Ron Paul fan, just get ready to bite your lip a little bit.
8: As many of you know, I've spent some time with Ron Paul on the trail. I'm impressed by his broad coalition of support, and I've championed his commitment to always speaking the truth, no matter how unpopular it might be. Well, now the New Republic is set to publish a piece on Friday that questions whether Ron Paul is really the man he seems to be. The piece cites offensive passages from newsletters published under Ron Paul's name going as far back to the 1970s. Paul's campaign acknowledges that their candidate did publish these newsletters for years, but it says he did not see everything before it went to print. The campaign has also apologized, most recently to me, on the phone. Well, joining me now is the author of this new piece, The New Republic's Jamie Kirchick. Jamie, thanks for coming on. Tucker, thanks for having me. So the Paul campaign says, yeah, some friends of his misused his name and published unattractive, slightly crazy, maybe very crazy things under his name, they're
7: sorry, and Ron Paul never saw uh, these passages. Do you buy that? Uh, No. Well, when I first asked Ron Paul's spokesman about this, uh, Jesse Benton, he said that he had actually written parts of the newsletter. And then he changed his story somewhat after I read him, for example, uh, passages where Ron Paul called uh, Martin Luther King a gay pedophile. And ah. after that, he said, well, he ghost, this, this was ghostwritten, and the offensive parts weren't written by Ron Paul. So, no, I don't believe it. And you have, you know, you have 20 years of a newsletter here, um, which are going to be available on our website um, starting tomorrow, actually, at TNR.com. 20 years of a newsletter that is filled with racist, uh, anti-Semitic, homophobic, invective. And it's don't called you? the Ron Paul Political Report, or uh, the Ron Paul Freedom Report. And it's published by an outfit called Ron Paul and Associates. So I really find that defense to be um, just utterly unbelievable.
8: Yeah, I mean, it, it, th- there's no doubt he was at very least negligent. It's not—I agree—it's not, I agree, it's not uh, much of an uh, an, ex- an explanation. Here's the one—the one thing though that that troubles me about the allegation of racism. Ron Paul seems to be the kind of guy who will say exactly what he thinks. If he was a racist, why wouldn't he just say so?
7: Well, let's keep in mind that the actual. Uh, Race, racist portions of this newsletter were published when he was not in Congress. It was in between 1984 and 1996, uh, for for the most part. Um, Sorry, 1988, uh, 1996. His
2: great detective work, James. When
7: he was not actually in Congress. So when you're not in Congress, there's less scrutiny, there's less attention paid to what you're saying. And look, let's just see what happened, you know, uh, last weekend. We have Barack Obama, who's on the verge of becoming um, the first black uh democratic presidential nominee serious presidential contender so you know racism of this sort as as readers will see the racism of this sort just doesn't get you votes anymore
6: you're a liar you're a liar you know something that you're not telling us you slimy scumbag liar (laughs)
2: liar that's about tell us what you know you goddamn liar it gets worse folks and that's that's Basically, it's a five minute clip, about a five minute and ten second clip. It's about all I can stomach right now. The man, I don't want to use that word. This person's name is James Kirchick, K I R C H I C K. And again, out of the New Republic, uh, I think it's T N R dot com, T N R dot com, com, the New Republic dot com. I think it's what it is. And if you really want to get sick, the um, title of this um, video on YouTube. It is MSNBC Ron Paul revealed with an exclamation point. Yes. <laughs> oh, Christ. He's, he's so revealed. Other politicians have. Yeah. Um, he's so revealed. And then it says Tucker. But what really makes you sick is there's also um, the text anti Ron Paul.com. And folks, go to your Google, go to your browsers, and type in anti Ron No. If you really want to get sick, it's modeled exactly after the Ron Paul campaign website. It looks exactly like it, only everything is. Uh, completely distorted literally there are pictures of ron paul wearing nazi outfits there's uh i i can't even i can't even say it. it's 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 sickening it's awful they have this video and like two other minor little articles that's about all they've been able to come up with in ron paul and again um ben this this is not this well, was not ron paul saying this
1: he, here's the thing i mean one of the things that's a uh, you know something that people have to understand out there is that whether whether you like it or not, this is the actual truth. There have been a lot of racist groups that have attached themselves to Ron Paul that have tried to attach themselves to oh, Ron yeah. Paul because Ron Paul is uh, someone that believes extremely highly in free speech, and um, I, I completely agree with him. And, and one motto here on Revere Radio Network that I think is just great is free speech even when it's ugly. I think that if white supremacists and Nazis don't have the right to say what they want, then we're, none of us are going to have the right to say what we want. And, uh, you know, and, and I think that that's one thing, you know, a lot of white supremacist group they try to attach themselves to Ron Paul because he is such a believer in free speech and he does legislate free speech and he does, you know, give people the ability to – or not give people the ability but tries to vote on whatever laws, um, you know, or, or, or tries to pass laws that, um, that kind of take the – Blockings off of uh, the limits that our government have put on free speech in general, hate speech and whatnot.
2: It's just you don't like Ron Paul. I just have to know what you could possibly say about this guy that is so awful. There's nobody out there. there. I know, I know. We're not going to get any calls about it. 914-613-3166, Animal Farm Show. I think I actually dug up the response. Clip, but I'm not going to play it right now, folks. You can do your own research. I mean, the bottom line is is uh, in, in my book that Ron Paul is is the greatest possible opportunity for this country to get back on its feet. Um,
1: we have I have his response. If, if
2: yeah, if you if you do, just give him you know, shoot it up there, Ben. Let's play it because I mean, you know, if if indeed he said this, then I would be concerned, just like anybody in the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You
2: know I'm a fair guy, and that, that you know, I don't. He's not above any human that I know. No, he's just. I think he's a great candidate. But yes, let's let's figure it out.
1: Yeah. Here so, we go. Do, 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 do,
2: do,
1: do, <laughs> as things load. <laughs> over old newspaper uh,
9: newsletters that is published it, in the name of Republican presidential candidate Ron Paul. They contain some shocking statements about blacks, gays, other
1: okay, yeah, well, I,
2: well it's not not cooperating right now. Sometimes YouTube videos do that. Uh is it the one that says libertarianism is the enemy of all racism? Is that the one? Libertarian Ism, ism. No, it's just,
1: okay. the, the title is actually Ron Paul's shocking statements on CNN. Okay,
2: so we'll cook that up for you guys after the break. But nevertheless, um, I do. There's one more article I wanted to talk about. This is another kind of a good and bad article. And before we go into the full-fledged uh, attacks on other people, monitoring of Middletown students is opposed. So again, there's the, the good news. Middletown, the Rhode Island affiliate of the American Civil Liberties Union, is calling on the Middletown School Department to drop its planned pilot program of a student tracking system that the ACLU says would treat children like cattle mm. and violate their privacy. I don't think cattle really care about privacy, but nevertheless, the school district this month will test the Mobile Accountability Program, or MAP, oh, which God. will place GPS tracking devices in two school buses and attach radio frequency identification labels to the backpacks of the 80 or so Awkward necks elementary school students who ride those buses. Yeah. Uh, school administrators will then be able to monitor in real time via an online map of Middletown at Mappet's secure website the progress of those buses and their passengers as the children enter and exit the buses. MAP is designed to improve transportation safety and efficiency and the pilot would last for the rest of the school year after which school officials will determine whether to expand the program to the district's entire bus fleet. The ACLU in a letter Friday to schools. Um, I, I, again, it goes on. They have a lot of quotes from people here. You know, the, the bottom line is that now we're really seeing the RFID's, uh, radio frequency identification tags, go into full effect. And, and you know, people from the ACLU they they talk about it, deep concerns about MAP and urge the school district to halt, uh, halt the program. And I mean, if this doesn't violate privacy, I don't know really what does. I mean, and again, every time something happens, it's always in. In the name of safety, Ben, we're just yeah. we're at such risk these days. You know, it's amazing how much risk we're under as human beings. We just need Good more safety. <laughs> Everything's for our safety, and I'm glad. But um, I did want to read that. I did wanted to read it before. I forgot, and I'm sorry about that.
1: Let me. I'm gonna um try to play this Ron Paul clip again and see how the, how this works. All right. Give No, give it a, a shot.
9: Ron Paul adamantly, though, denying writing those statements. Uh, Ron Paul is standing by to join us live in just a moment. But first, let's get some background. Brian Todd is taking a closer look at this story. Brian? Thank you. Thank you for serving
8: our country. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
10: He's not considered a presidential frontrunner, but Ron Paul's raised tens of millions of dollars from a devoted base, many of them young people who love his libertarian straight talk.
3: The role, of course, is to uh, return this country to sanity.
10: (laughs) But how's this for straight talk? June 1992, right after the L.A. riots. In a copy obtained by CNN of the Ron Paul Political Report, one of several newsletters published in his name during the 1980s and 90s, quote, order was only restored in L.A. when it came time for the blacks to pick up their welfare checks. Another excerpt. The criminals who terrorize our cities in riots and on every non-riot day are not exclusively young black males, but they largely are. As children, they are trained to hate whites, to believe that white oppression is responsible for all black ills, to fight the power, to steal and loot as much money from the white enemy as possible. None of the articles we found say who wrote them. Ron Paul's spokesman says those words, published between Paul's two stints as a U.S. congressman from Texas, were not written by Paul, and he finds them abhorrent. Not good enough for one political veteran.
6: These stories may be very old in Ron Paul's life, but they're very new to the American public, uh, and they deserve to be totally ventilated. That's David Gergen, uh, scumbag. Uh, is saying, that Gergen? He's an excuse in politics
1: to have somebody go out on your freaking pagan owl worshipper.
2: Well, yeah, Gergen. Look up David Gergen, folks. There's a lot of stuff on him. Alex Jones actually interviewed him. Name in, is uh, oh, by the way, I didn't law. write that.
1: In
10: some excerpts, the reader may be led to believe. Uh,
2: oh goodness. Now oh, we're going back to the skipping. Preventing us from just pausing for a quick comment, isn't it? We <laughs> could always get it up after the break. There, uh, no pun intended, there, folks. Nevertheless, um, yeah, okay, thank you. We're, we're jumping, <laughs> or we're jumping around a bit here, and you know we're slipping the tongue. Certainly, I am, and I got to stop before I get in big trouble. Um, Let's
1: give it another try. The yeah. words
10: are Ron okay. Paul. In the Ron Paul political report in October 1992, the writer describes carjacking as the hip-hop thing to do among the urban youth who play unsuspecting whites like pianos. Writes about advice from others on how to avoid carjacking. Then... I frankly don't know what to make of such advice, but even in my little town of Lake Jackson, Texas, I've urged everyone in my family to know how to use a gun in self-defense, for the animals are coming. Paul. Uh, I, got,
1: I just got to pause this. What? Can anyone <laughs> ever picture picture Ron Paul saying that? Yeah. I, mean, I, well, I, I, don't I think, think so. you got to get know. a gun because the animals are going to yeah, come and get you. The blacks are animals. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> Ron Paul is not a racist. I mean, nothing he's ever said is even consistent with racism wow. whatsoever, so – I can't Huchman believe says he said Paul that.
10: Paul has lived in Lake Jackson for years, but says Paul never wrote that. He is saddened that someone took advantage of him and points to Paul's statement saying, I have publicly taken moral responsibility for not paying closer attention to what went out under my name. We spoke to the editor of Reason, a libertarian magazine which shares some of Paul's beliefs on big government. He says he's never heard Paul speak like that, you,
11: but... What he has not done, and what, uh, what I think some people are looking for him to do, is to say, okay, who wrote what? I mean, there's 20 years, uh, give or take, worth of newsletters there.
10: Newsletters that rant against Martin Luther King, the Israeli lobby, gays and AIDS victims. Many of them were reported this week by the New Republic magazine. There's one newsletter addressing American militias, ranting against the federal government, saying if they mean to have a war, let it begin here. That's from January 1995, just as Ron Paul was getting set to take office in his second stint in Congress. Paul's spokesman says the candidate doesn't know who wrote any of them. When we asked if Mr. Paul would try to find out, the spokesman said, no, what's the point? This is 15 years old. It's time to move on. Brian Todd, CNN, Washington.
9: And Republican presidential candidate Ron Paul is joining us now live from the campaign trail in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Congressman, thanks very much for coming in. Thank you. All right, well, let's talk about it. Uh, what, how, did, how could this happen? Because I've gone through some of these old uh, Ron uh, Paul newsletters, uh, and it's got your name bannered on the top, and some of these comments, as we just heard from Brian's piece, are pretty shocking. Shut up!
3: Yeah, it is, and of course it's been rehashed a long time and it's coming up now for political reasons. But everybody knows in my district that I didn't write him, and I don't speak like that, and I, nobody has heard me ever say anything like that. And I've been reelected time and time again, so everybody knows that uh, I don't participate in that type of language. But the point is, is when you bring this question up, you're really saying you're a racist or are you a racist? And the answer is no, I'm, I'm not a racist. As a matter of fact, Rosa Parks is one of my heroes. Martin Luther King is a hero because they practice the libertarian principle of civil disobedience, non-violence. Libertarians are incapable of being a racist because uh, racism is a collectivist idea. You see people in groups. A a civil libertarian like myself see everybody as an important individual. It's not the color of their skin that is important, as Martin Luther King said. What is important is the character of, of the individual. You know what is really interesting, though, and this might be behind this, because I, as a Republican candidate, probably am getting the most number of black votes and black supporters, and now that has to be undermined. And I do this because I attack two wars that blacks are suffering from. One, the war overseas, and all wars, minorities suffer the most. So they join me in this position I have against the war in Iraq. And what about the war on drugs? What other candidate will stand up and yeah. fight in the can and say, I would pardon all blacks, all whites, everybody who are convicted for nonviolent drug acts and drug crimes? And this is where the real discrimination is. Let me...
1: And yeah. that was that was the first part of the video. Yeah,
2: well I mean you you can certainly finish it up yourself, go yeah, yeah. check finish it out. this, uh, well, uh, this Because this, I
1: got to get, get my
3: part. message back cuz you put the other message out. Now, when uh, uh when the if you want to look for discrimination, so it's in the judicial system. 14% of the inner city blacks commit drug crime. 67% of blacks are in prison. That's discrimination. That's the judicial cro- code that I am attacking, and that is not racism. What I defend is the principle of libertarianism, where we never see people who belong to a group, and every individual is defended and protected because they're important in an individual, not because of their color of skin, but of their character. So I am the anti-racist because I am the only candidate, Republican or Democrat, who would protect the minority against these vicious drug laws. Uh,
9: uh, d- d- uh, Congressman, uh, there's a lot of material there, but let me just try to figure out, how did this stuff get in these Ron Paul newsletters? Who wrote it?
3: Well, well... I have no idea. Uh, have, have you ever heard of a publisher of a magazine not knowing every single thing? The editor is a, a responsible for the daily activities and people came and gone. And there were some people that were hired. I don't know any of their names. I do not absolutely honestly do not know who wrote those things. But I do know there was a transition, there were changes around, and uh, it, to, to me it's been rehashed. The, this is the politics of it all. If it were important enough Why didn't the people in my district who have heard this for these 10 years or so, it it came up, and people believe me. Why don't you believe me and just say, look, it's in there, it's bad, I recognize that, I had a moral responsibility, but that doesn't mean that you can you know, indirectly charge me as being a racist, and that is what is being done, and yet I am the most anti-racist because I don't see people in collective groups, And I I practice, and you know, right now, even before this thing broke, guess when our next fundraising day, our next Super Day, we raised four million one day, six on the, the next one's on Martin Luther King Holiday. I mean, this is it. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Gandhi, they're the heroes of mine in practice of civil disobedience to try to get the burden of government off off our backs, and that's why I'm the one that protects the individual blacks who are in the city who are so uh, so unfairly being treated and thrown in prison. That's the message that needs to be heard, and I'd appreciate somebody (laughs) helping bring that out rather than nitpicking over something done many years ago which I did not write.
9: Did you used to read these newsletters? congressman not
3: not back not back then there might have been at times i would at, at times but you know i was in a medical practice i traveled a lot i was doing speeches around the country so very frequently you know i never did see these matter of fact some of the things uh, you just read uh, I, I wouldn't have recognized them and, and and the point is it's not part of my character the point also is when people get charged they usually have a clip. They never have a clip of somebody saying something, a slip of the tongue or something, and then they're blasted the kingdom come. Nobody has ever heard me say that. They know those are not my thoughts, and therefore the people have not rejected me in Texas. And in a way, this is a bit of a witch hunt. I, I know there's reason. I don't say that you're unjustified in asking the question, but you also have to think of the motivation behind this. And maybe, maybe this is part of the anti-Ron Paul deal. You know, I got excluded from the debates the other night. And uh, maybe, maybe this is part knockdown Ron Paul because he's gaining grounds with the blacks. I'm getting more votes right now and more support from the backs because they understand what
9: I'm well, talking I, about and they trust me. i got to tell you, Congressman, you and I, we've talked a lot over these past several months. And when I saw these newsletters, I, I didn't know anything about them until I saw that article in the New Republic. I was pretty shocked because it didn't sound like, certainly didn't sound like the Ron Paul that I've come to know and our viewers have all come right, to Wolf, know all yeah, this
2: time. We, t- we know, Wolf. Thank you. Uh, Situation room, Wolf Wolf, Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> <laughs> Situation room, CNN at 6 o'clock p.m., blah, blah, blah. Blah Break coming up uh, I don't know folks You make up your own mind That's what this show Is pretty much about Give us a call nine one four six one three three one six six nine one four six one three three one six six. 914-613-3166 We have a break coming I want up you to, to me You're I'm listening <laughs> Yes please Animal Farm Radio Show On Revere Radio Network Stay tuned
12: true free speech even when it's ugly. You're listening to the one and only Revere Radio Network. Stay tuned.
11: Revere Radio.net.
0: A proud military veteran who served our nation Ron Paul salutes and supports our troops who protect and defend our freedom. But who do the troops support? Ron Paul. The record shows they're standing up for him. Our troops have spoken, and Ron Paul is the choice for their next Commander-in-Chief.
3: I'm Ron Paul, and I approve this message.
1: If you want to give us a call here at the Animal Farm, down 914-613-3166. Yeah, go ahead and finish up. Finish
0: up! The Republican presidential candidates debate. There is a global jihadist effort. They want to follow us home.
8: They're coming from countries that want to kill us. These people do want to follow us here.
0: Radical Islamic extremism. They have followed us here.
8: And those terrorists are going to attack. We know there's going to be another
0: attack. I want them in Guantanamo. Let's execute. We had a double Guantanamo. And let's use the word murder. But enhanced interrogation techniques. Very high pressure techniques. Torture. I'm
8: looking for Jack Bauer. Torture. 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 people.
9: Now, our congressman may be a long shot, but he gave it his best shot last night in the latest Republican debate, going toe-to-toe with the Republican frontrunner.
3: Are you suggesting we invited the 9-11 attack, sir? I'm, I'm suggesting that we listen to the people who attacked us and the reason they did it.
8: I would ask the congressman to withdraw that comment and tell us that he didn't really
3: mean that. If we think that we can do what we want around the world and not incite hatred, then we then we have a problem. They don't come here to attack us because we're rich and we're free. They come and they, and they attack us because we're over there. Congressman Ron Paulson, you appear to have consistent, uh,
8: principled integrity. Uh, Americans don't usually go for that. <laughs> you voted against the Patriot Act. I did. You voted you voted against the iraq war yeah. but you also hate taxes and you hate gun control you are an enigma wrapped in a riddle nestled in a sesame seed run of mystery
3: the message i will continue to be as
8: consistent as possible
3: and i will continue to stay in there as long as our numbers keep growing thank you very
1: All right, folks, you are back, and you're listening to the Animal Farm here on the Revere Radio Network. Um, we were just talking about Ron Paul, um, and we were talking about his uh, the attacks that they put on him, basically, and uh, we wanted to get your take on it. The number to call in is 914-613-3166. That's 914-613-3166, or you could drop us an uh, IM at uh, AOLIM, uh, Animal Farm Show, one word, or... Uh, drop us a skype at uh, animal farm show one word and we definitely want to hear from you yeah go yeah, ahead. I, I'll, I'll
2: tell you this get Ben, ben I mean <laughs> I, I've you know I've familiarized myself uh, over the years I've I've looked at the mainstream media and I've tried to familiarize myself with how they work and what tactics they use to Those evil to discredit. I mean, we all know that, you know, when, when you're doing something against the government um, and when you become so-called the untouchable when you can't just pop someone off, uh, they start discrediting you. They just try to make you look like an idiot, a kook, a nutcase as much as they can, and they're very effective at doing that. And, you know, I don't believe this story is true, but regardless, I think this story was very effective uh, in promoting... Anti-Ron Paul uh, type stuff going on on the internet. So I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I just hope that it doesn't come up to bite him. I hope that we don't get O'Reilly pushing this type of stuff and Hannity um, all over the mainstream networks. Because well, I just
1: think I th- I think you can't listen you can't really listen to the clip that we just played and and not, still think that Ron Paul's a racist. I mean I just don't I don't think you can. I mean,
2: no I, I certainly kind of broke it down. It's I just, certainly don't. But again, was it effective? Is this good enough for a lot of people that want to hate him and are going to try to discredit him? That's that's the point I'm trying to make. In
0: my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again. And that's for exa- the
2: truth that's exactly it. Out. I mean, now when you have an argument against uh, someone else who doesn't like Ron Paul, they're going to say, oh, he's a racist. So I've even heard people say he's anti-Semitic, or, you know, now they're going to say he's racist or he's against blacks. It doesn't matter. They don't want the truth. They just want something. They want a talking point, and that's exactly how the mainstream media works. They or work. Where off they of, just flat out lie. They this. lie. They f- it doesn't matter. Because people will take what they say and use it as their own facts. So, um, bunch of scumbags. Bunch of scumbags. So to try These to people aren't patriots. They're about, not defending the <laughs> republic. Uh, talking about scumbags, particularly one of my most hated uh, media persons. She's a scumbag. That's Laura Ingram on uh, WABC 770 AM. Ron Paul. I'm going to play the second part of this uh, clip that that I found on YouTube. This is. I've been waiting for someone to give Laura Ingram a good kick in the fanny as far as political talk goes. And uh, so Her I want to play this clip. dot
1: two bit horde dot free clinic. There you go. Oh, I mean listen, Pieth <laughs> that was wrong
2: Pieth has a way with words, but let me play this and I think I this is another long this is a pretty long clip. I, I mean I'll play the first half of but this butt is, acne. A, this is <laughs> My goodness, this is becoming nutty. Uh you know, Laura Ingram does her thing. She has her own guests. But Ron Paul, and Ron Paul never really seems to get angry. But now we're starting to hear him raise his tone a bit. And this is a he good should. example of it on the Laura Ingraham show.
11: Why,
3: why haven't you been to Iraq? When because I don't need to go to Iraq to understand the you Constitution. You don't? don't need to talk why? to the troops Read the Constitution. The why do I have to read the Constitution in Iraq? No, we're, we're in Iraq. I know. What I, it's hundreds. an undeclared war we well, Why don't I mean, you read the Constitution? You don't go to war right. without a declaration. We, and I don't need to go to a for that.
11: So you don't think it's important to talk to the military leaders about what's happening
3: on the ground? They're not for policy. They're not policy makers. They take directives. So but why they, go over they they there? I'm, to to the war right. isn't just mismanaged. We're not supposed to be there. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. We're there to enforce U.N. resolutions. There was no threat to American security. There was nothing, no connection to Al-Qaeda. Well, no it, connection to 9-11. It, 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 no it, weapons it, of mass destruction. Well,
11: we, if 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 stockpiles of weapons had been found and you would admit that they were there at some point, Saddam so well, did. have Yeah, when we gave them to them,
3: we know they were there because they gave we gave <laughs> them those weapons at one right. time. So In if the they room. if
11: they had been found, you would admit then that you were right or, or you were wrong or
3: would you? Still, no, they, they weren't a threat were right. to us. What, do, how did we handle the Soviet Union? They had forty thousand. So nine. Did we de-
11: Right, but nine eleven didn't change the calculus at all. Against Iraq, about how we deal with other countries. No, that well that's the
2: other that's the other argument that I'm getting all the time. Then we all know. That this was a huge mistake. We've lost thousands of but our own 9/11. lives. We've killed hundreds of thousands, perhaps of other people's lives. We've spent ridiculous amounts of money in the war. But now the argument no longer is Saddam was a threat; they were going to kill us. He could have gotten weapons. In now the argument is well, 9/11 just changed everything. Everything changed after 9/11. We realized there were threats across you know, and all around load the, the world. Crap, it's man. amazing. You know, and, and that's why nine eleven is such a. It smells like a sheep. It certainly does, and that's <laughs> why 9/11 is such a huge topic because it's still being pushed in. The faces, and we have a lot more examples of that coming up.
3: Iraq. We went to war against Iraq. It's preposterous to think that the 9/11 justified attacking invading and and crusading in Iraq that is the reason they come here if you don't understand that we can't solve our problem right. we're going to have more terrorists come because they have to have right. an incentive to come right
11: but we have we helped we've helped a lot of Muslim people
3: in the Balkans and we clearly helped them in the clear yeah, and all the Lawrence. Republicans we opposed it. all the Republicans opposed it and they and matter of fact George Bush ran right. in the year 2000 condemning that interference
11: You're blow our to... microphone any second Congress <laughs> but look I mean my point is before now
2: Laura, you're, you're an annoying bitch. I mean, what do you expect him <laughs> to do? You're f- you're completely full of it, and all you do is tap the same crap all day, and people aren't buying it anymore. And yes. while he's talking, she just goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, well, nine eleven didn't change anything. Well, yeah, of course he's going to get pissed
1: off. I what do you we, expect? We he knows more than you'll ever know.
11: Help the Muslims, so whatever party agreed or didn't agree. We we were, we helped the Kuwaitis. Yeah. We had done yeah. an enormous um, amount yeah. for Muslims yeah. Yeah. across the There's
1: globe Yeah, well, yeah, you know,
2: everything, every, everything, <laughs> is, everything, is backwards today. Help is is you know equivalent to you know death. We killed people, so that means we helped them. We're war, that means we're at peace. Everything is completely flip-flop today, so you can check that out yourselves. I don't want to play too many clips here. Ron Paul kicks Laura Ingram's ass, is the actual tagline, folks. I'm not trying to swear. This is what we're we're talking about here on YouTube. Check it out for yourselves. And just to finish up on the Ron Paul stuff, and hopefully finish off on a a very good note, um, Pieth and and I both are subscribers to Sirius Radio, and we discovered, I think this was on Tuesday night, Pieth had uh, informed me that Ron Paul was mentioned on Howard Stern, and uh, well, here's the clip.
12: You know what I'm digging is that Ron Paul guy. But I don't think he's got a shot. Now I don't know what Ron Paul looks like. I keep seeing his signs. I didn't know anything about him until a couple of days ago. i watching was I watch I was watching something on Fox News, whether mm-hmm. it was Bill not Bill O'Reilly, but it was something else. And they were interviewing Ron Paul. And I sat there, you know, I figured he's just like some kooky right wing, you know, Republican. Uh-huh. So I'm listening to the dude, and afterwards, like Beth is sitting next to me, and I didn't say anything. And then all of a I went, uh, you know, I think I agreed with everything that dude just said. <laughs> and and then she goes, I did too. I go, I don't know who that guy is. He wants us out of Iraq, like I mean, day one. And he, he's a Republican. He's a Republican. He I fa- I just found out yesterday because somebody wrote me after I talked about the guy, that he's the only. I guess at the time he was a congressman. He's the only one who stood up for us about the fcc saying that they should have complete freedom on the radio and, really? and he's for abolishing the fcc uh-oh i, mean, I guy, just <laughs> might have to vote ron paul <laughs> <laughs> the guy who a lot of people wrote me about him <laughs> uh, and i was like wow this guy i mean i have to say I, said, I don't know who he is but he's pretty bright
2: and he's making a lot of sense yeah and whether you whether you like howard stern howard stern show or not uh, whether you can bear Robin for more than 15 minutes is really regardless. I think that the point that we're trying to make here, Ben, and the point that I'm trying to make is that Howard Stern has a ridiculous amount of listeners. Uh, well into the millions here, folks. Howard Stern's is the, <laughs> the biggest thing that pretty much ever hit radio. So if um they did mention in that segment somewhere after uh, – actually, there was a, quite a bit of fan mail that – uh, was sent to Howard Stern as most of you would expect after after uh, anything happens with Ron Paul, people will yeah. mail people, so uh, they they were talking and speculating about maybe having him on the show as a guest. So stay tuned for that, and we we uh, we will certainly uh, be looking forward to that. And if that happens, now, did we
1: predict the future on that?
2: I think we did, Ben, because we talked about this about two
1: shows ago, or I maybe think it was, it was last you that had said that he was going yes. to go on. Yeah. And I and did we hear like, something, and then we were like, no, I don't think we've made an announcement with that, <laughs> and you I guess they're like a precog or something. Oh dude. my goodness! <laughs> <The> precog, <laughs> Keeping uh, it
2: real. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, regardless, I, I am not a you know I'm not a psychic. But the bottom line is that this could be a humongous boost. This could be a type of supernova type uh, incident where if Ron Paul does go on this um, show, I think it's a it's a it's in the bag that. Howard Stern would endorse this guy. I mean it just it just makes sense. I mean it does make sense not to endorse him if you're for free speech and yes. uh, for for America,
1: bottom line. So Well it was really interesting just to chime in here, I I I actually listened to um, Howard Stern debating um oh, what's his face, uh, um, Colin Powell's son, who was the head of the FCC for a while. And he actually had him on his show and was debating him and i you know I got to tell you the truth, man. I thought Howard got his ass kicked really yeah because because he was he kept constantly bringing up the fact that like Republicans were censoring Wrong. and Republicans were censoring. And this and that and, and, and um Colin Powell's son just kept reminding him, hey, we censored less than the Democrats did not yeah and under Bill Clinton. So what do you what are you whining about? And Howard Stern didn't really seem to get it the fact yeah. that it was like, you know, that it was an F C C thing, not a Democrat
7: Republican well,
2: thing. See ben, and that's the trap that so many people fall into. I mean, e- even when people just starting to get interested in politics, the biggest and most Common trap I see people fall into is that Democrats are going to save us and Republicans are the enemy. Republicans are the problem, the Democrats are here to help us. Bullshit. Never going to happen, folks. I've told you before. Jesse Ventura said it the best. Coke and Pepsi are both soda. They're both going to rot your teeth, and they're both the same evil. They just have a different brand on them. One's blue, and one is red. One is up, and one is down, and one considers themselves left, and one considers themselves right. It's garbage. It doesn't make any difference. It's good cop, bad cop, and if you can't recognize that, then I'm sorry for you. Then maybe you should do some more research and look into some more books. Maybe you should look at history and see that Bill Clinton had more to do with gun grabbing than anybody has ever had to do. The Brady Bill. Read the Brady Bill. Bill, look into it yourself. Well, this this is, is just a system, Ben. It's, 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 it's just, just a system.
1: The thing is that there's two different kinds of totalitarianism being pushed. One, you know, the democratic type of totalitarianism, where there's... Uh, this you war know, this will this end war. in
2: the
0: defeat of the terrorists of totalitarianism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Screw
1: well, you, <laughs> That's one word that I'm not going to attempt on. At. Totalitarianism. Well, totalitarianism. <laughs> 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 there's well, two different oh brands of that that you know you got oh the democratic God. side of it and you got the Republican side of it and uh you know the republicans are are the fascist kind where they go starting wars overseas and uh get every other country in the world hating us and then the democrats are the kind that sort of work on the domestic policy policies the gun grabbing and the yeah you know the uh socialized welfare nanny state systems it's really uh, uh, it's really just, not
2: that hard to figure out man it's 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 really not that difficult when you just <laughs> look at all over a bunch of scum too yeah i mean just just step Amen. back for it and, and i'm not dissing democrats and i'm not dissing Republicans. I'm a registered Republican now, and that's only because of Ron Paul. You just, <laughs> yeah, me too. just just stop buying into the system. Stop pretending this is a football game between the Patriots and the Jets. It's not. It's just it's just a system. You yeah, are it's par- real life, man. People yeah, die in this, this is game. real deal now, okay? It's always been real deal. But we're talking about death, destruction, famine, disease. Uh, you know, we're not talking about, oh wow, you know, look, they're a dominant team. They're gonna make the Super Bowl. This is not a game. This is real deal. And we gotta start treating it as though it's real deal and stop BSing ourselves. I've been throwing some swears out there, because 'cause I'm really I'm just fed up at this point and it seems as though the more someone well, we may have a better explanation as to why we well yeah fine but the more keen to throw out that's, that's this very episode. it's very true but you know and it seems as though the more people know the more naive they can get and this happens all the time and listen i'm no genius and i have a lot to learn and anybody who's listened to me talk knows this but i mean gee i mean this is this is basic knowledge for me so that's the deal and that's our ron paul news for the week and i'm just i'm just asking people to just take some damn responsibilities look into it look into some of these things and stop thinking about things in an absolute sense, like, oh, well, yeah, this is, anything's better than Bush. No, 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 no. Bush is not the problem Georgetown. here. Okay? It's a larger system, and I don't know how big it gets, and I don't know how deep the rabbit hole is and the conspiracies. I don't know. But I know it's there, and you have to know thy enemy. Ben? Uh. I, yeah, it's true. It's very Bottom true. Bottom line, this is like common kindergarten knowledge, man. I don't understand why nobody, you know, has somebody who just can't figure this out. Absolutely. And I'm preaching to the choir, so I'm going to shut up. And I apologize, folks. Well, let's take p- a
1: break, man. We we I have this I have this government funny government is
0: not the solution to our problem.
2: Government is Is the the problem. problem. God bless you, you, Mr.
1: Reagan. Um, We we uh, have a a funny. There's a lot more going on, so
2: let's go ahead, yeah, Ben.
1: Yeah, this is this is a very funny article, and it's I'm actually I'm gonna read a lot of it because it's by Christopher Walken. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And he's been in every single movie. It's just it's just very funny. Uh, The article is called. Get the hell off my screen. Okay, the article is called, (laughs) (laughs) Why American Democracy is like Travolta's Fat Head. (laughs) This is by by Christopher Walken. He says, Travolta explained to me that his fat head is populated by a teeming swarm of Thetans, which continually push its massive volumetric limits. Their growth and replication feeds the ever-increasing diameter of his melon. However, every inch of, of that, my, my, that my friend's gourd expands yields another inch of room for a new generation of these little buggers who begin to cycle anew. <laughs> In this manner, John's expanding head, the Thetan swarm growing, growth reinforces one another. This is called positive feedback loop. It is also called schizophrenia. A positive feedback loop often results in unstable equilibrium and runaway results. In my friend's case, he has runaway head volume. <laughs> I, think our, I think our American democracy can also be characterized by a positive feedback back loop. Our status quo is continually renewed by mutual reinforcement between a functionally retarded voting populace and an incompetent puppet leadership. Every four years hordes while dozens of drooling diabetic swine trudge to the polls to pull the lever for some guy whose name they recognize who looks vaguely nice this guy then spends four years ensuring that america remains a nation of flat-faced blubbering lard bots in america's case we have runaway ignorance this phenomenon is evident by the fact that a resounding referendum on the quagmire quagmire in iraq one of our most independent states just cast their nominations for senators Hillary Clinton, and John McCain, two of the biggest biggest (laughs) warmongers in modern (laughs) politics. If you pit these two candidates in a debate against one another, by the end, one or both of them will eventually pledge to bomb Candyland in an urgent effort to defuse the threat of gumdrops of mass (laughs) destruction. (laughs) An enlightened populist would presumably push to the forefront the candidates of Dennis Kucinich and Ron Paul, two gentlemen currently serving in the House of Representatives. Kucinich and Paul agree wholeheartedly with respect to foreign policy. They believe we should dissolve our impartial outposts, stop invading countries, abolish torture, and close Guantanamo. They also agree that civil liberties denied to the American people in the post-9-11 hysteria should be reaffirmed. In the Kucinich-Paul race, we would enjoy boring debates regarding monetary policy and the nature of welfare. We would, of course, miss out on the debate gems like, Which of you owns a gun? (laughs) Why the fuck are we asking our presidential candidates if they can handle the steal? Did we outsource our Secret Service duties to Blackwater or something? (laughs) With either Kucinich or Paul in office, we would also no longer be trifled with nagging questions like, Is the leader of this fucking free world lying to my fucking face right now? Does he think I am this stupid? Is he right? Sounds nice, right? (laughs) Regardless of whom wins this enlightened race, America would win. Whichever horse we bet on would be granted the daunting task of pushing his respective brand of wacky social economics throughout the stagnant Congress. And if either Paul's fiscal conservatism or Kucinich's borderline socialism actually made it out into the real world and proved to be misguided, then the American middle class would shrink a touch and the other guy would get to... Take a stab at it for four years. Doesn't this sound li- slightly less foreboding than putting our kids in trillion dollars of Chinese debt just so that they can go off to the flight of concurrent wars against the Iranians, the Pakistanis, and the Gingerbread Army? Wake yes. the fuck up, America! Yeah, well and done, that was, Christopher that was Walken. By Christopher Walken. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that's that's you know, there you go. How much? Uh, how else can you you know? How else can you put it? You know, again, I just can't I can't believe. I I it makes me sick to know. Uh, you know, when I put the TV on, I see people with Mitt Romney signs. Mitt Romney has said in debates we ought to double Guantanamo Bay.
1: Yeah, what a scumbag. Okay, and then just John McCain. Clip John that McCain just came says
2: out. that he would have went to Iraq no matter what we would have found, even if there were no weapons of mass destruction. And he, he
1: said that. And he wants to stay in Iraq for a hundred yeah. years.
2: I mean, this is we have presidential sick.
1: candidates that are out there saying that we need to torture more people, we need to double the size of Guantanamo. It doesn't. Need to it doesn't bother me that there are presidential candidates that say this. It bothers me that there are people
2: holding up their names on billboard signs. Yeah. Like little lambs and sheep into the field without a dog to herd them. It's crazy, How could right? you possibly want this to go on? Your country it's like we're is... all
1: retarded now. It really is, though. Maybe we deserve to go to hell. Yeah, well, you know what, Maybe. Ben? I'll
2: tell you the truth. If this keeps going on and people don't stand up in larger numbers, we do deserve it. There's no argument there. Yeah. You deserve what you get. If you control your own destiny, if this is our country, all we have to do is stand up and fight it, and we will win. We are the majority. We have the power. They just have the control. This is not up for debate. This is factual information we all know it you guys know it out there a lot better than i do so um, it just makes me ill. It really just makes me want to throw up all over the place knowing that people are supporting these candidates thinking, actually thinking that Mitt Romney is going to be the next great president or, or a good president or any kind of change for but that Mitt matter. Mitt
1: Romney is the epitome of, of what every single other country in the world – the reason why they hate America. Exactly. You got this scummy used car salesman who's in there with his perfect haircut and his smooth talking and all this crap, man. It's just – what a – these people are just the biggest liars, man. And then you have Hillary out there crying on television, yeah. like, at, at, and yeah. you know that wasn't real. Please don't tell me anybody thinks that that was real.
2: No, please do. I, I would, I would love for someone to call
1: up right now and. and and see uh, and to say that for me so I bet you that chick man I bet you behind the season the scenes. she's like you watch I'll win New Hampshire I'll go on TV tomorrow night and I'll fucking cry Well you know what Ben but see, but see
2: that's but that's why when you Charlie and I had that little debate last week that's why I still think that Hillary's going to come out on top I just think that it's rigged. I think it's fixed, and I really believe that whoever's got the power is gonna control things. I mean, maybe that's a stupid thought. but uh, you know, I don't consider myself to be a very stupid person. I know that uh, Hillary has connections, and uh, hey, she just had this miraculous win over Obama when Obama had all the momentum. So maybe I'm not just so
1: far uh, out of it. but nevertheless, um, I want to get into I have a I have a, an article here and uh, uh, about Hillary plants. And about uh, no, that, people was that, yeah, that was the plant. Yes, uh, Hillary I'm so Hillary sick of Hillary planted Hillary right people now. in her audience. Um she planted a guy in her audience that held up a sign that said Iron My Shirt. Uh huh. Haha! So ha, great. Yeah, haha! Ha, she planted them in there. Now, why did she plant wasn't them there in there?
2: Wasn't there an issue though, Ben? Hold on. Wasn't there an issue a couple, about a month ago, two months ago, where she apparently the campaign planted people or asked people to ask certain questions and she called on them because she knew what questions they were going to ask. Yeah,
1: yeah. She's she's the epitome of Sick, fakeness, sickness, and she's just a, a, a just completely scummy person. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy, the guy who, uh, the guy who was, uh, the, who brought up the sign, iron my shirt. Um, actually, was was uh seen later on with a uh, with a Hillary sticker all over Hillary stickers all over his uh, laptop, and uh, she also planted uh questions for in in debates, and also planted people in the audience. Uh, she was She did some something else uh, where a gentleman was seen later on wearing like a pro Hillary button something like that man I mm. mean she's got the
2: personality of an ostrich let's be honest folks she's got no she's got nothing she's not warm she's not you can't really approach her so I think all the stuff now that's going on with her and crying, then she's crying and she's like oh, right you after
1: love this right after what we were all talking about the other week where where she had just gotten that opinion pullback about how she's supposed to be looking like you know she's supposed to have no no uh, feelings animal so. farm
2: show and Revere. God help us we'll be back you thought you thought you thought the
6: of the media. Who can you trust? Just when you think there is no hope alive, you find out that there is an alternative news source to turn to. Revere Radio Network, keeping the dream of sovereignty and freedom
0: alive for all. Revere Radio Network.
2: The views and opinions expressed in the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views... Of Revere Radio Network, Rob Revere, or any other host on the network. They are the personal thoughts and feelings of the host giving the presentation. We support total free speech here at Revere Radio Network, even when it's ugly. Enjoy.
7: Hey, you're listening to Revere Radio Network. Stay tuned.
1: If you want to give us a call here at the Animal Farm, down 914-613-3166 yeah go ahead and finish up finish
6: up in god's name you people are the real thing we are the illusion so turn off your television sets turn them off now turn them off right now turn them off and leave them off turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now turn them off
2: Okay, folks, we're back. Animal Farm Radio Show. All right, so th- the majority of the show has been a lot of ranting. We have uh, talked about some some pretty bad news. We had a little bit of good news here and there, but uh, anybody on our email list, we did, I did send an email out to you guys uh, last night, and we do have some really good news, Ben, to announce, and I want to like, give you the honors of doing it. So there is uh, some sun, sunshine uh, during the show, at least, and it's not all just bad news.
1: Okay. Um. Are we ready? I think do we're ready we for the
2: big announcement, for the
1: big news. Can we get a drum roll, Pioth, We get a drum, you roll? A drum roll? get a drum roll? have a drum We're going to get a drum roll. Ah, excellent. Cool. All right. We are going to be on We the People Radio Network. That is right, folks. Mm-hmm. The
2: Animal Farm.
1: I mean, unfortunately, there
2: is some bad news. I mean, we're no longer going to be on Revere. Our, our beloved Revere. Um. At least for the time being, for the immediate future, but yes, the Animal Farm Radio Show is moving to We the People Radio Network.
1: Uh, yep, yeah, and we're gonna be, uh, doing shows, uh, we're gonna be <laughs> doing shows, uh, <laughs> Wednesday nights, uh, from 10 to 12 Eastern Standard Time, so, uh, uh, that ought to be really fun. Um, yeah. And we're gonna be upgrading considerably, we'll be having call screeners, and, uh, we'll be having all types of, of uh, Advantageous things like that. Our listenership is probably going to multiply by a billion. And
2: <laughs> well, you know, let's hope. I mean, again, the bottom line here, folks, we're just trying to get the word out. We're trying to do whatever we can to uh, to get our word out. And just try to spread, you know, the idea of paying attention, even if it's not to what we believe in. I don't care if you agree or disagree with what I believe in. That's not the point. The point is for you to start thinking and start getting the uh, the brain cells working instead of watching uh, nonsense on TV like uh, stupid competitions on reality TV. So. Thankfully, uh, Ben and, and everybody, all the people involved in the show, we've really been pulling hard and trying to uh, to get our name out there. And, and Revere has been so great for us. I mean, yeah, you know, we really just want to. I want to personally say thank you to Rob Revere and, yeah. and to King Mob and to Gaiman.
1: gaiman has been great. So and everybody else, man, I I, I have to go on to my own diatribe about Revere because it's where I started. I had been doing my own solo show on Revere for you know over over a year at least uh, on and off, and it was just great. Revere always you know doors always been open at Revere. You could always say whatever you want. There's been zero censorship whatsoever. Revere is the, the is model. The, is the model. It for, really for is free speech, and it's just and I can't I just can't say enough about it. It's just the greatest. It really yes. is one of the greatest radio stations. It sets uh, the out it there. sets the
2: greatest example in my mind.
1: Ben. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know. We're gonna be plugging revere like crazy when we're on oh, We the Pe- for sure. People because, you know, it is it is a great network and hopefully all you guys will uh, be listening to us on We the People and uh and you'll call in. You'll say what's up, and uh, you know Revere, Revere Radio listeners will uh, call in and hopefully plug Revere over there. Yeah, I mean so you know being
2: part of the Friday Night Fight Club whole thing has been great too. And again, they all they embrace us with open arms, and it's been it's been a, a really good time. So we you know again, I'd like just to say thanks to all the people who made this possible, the listeners, and and of course Rob Revere and King Mob and Guyman. Uh, thanks again. And you know, hey, you never know. Maybe we'll be back. We're doing some more shows. We want to just do as much as we can. And I guess this was the first step for us. And, uh, you know, we want to keep going. So, there, the future is unknown Thank at this point. <laughs> hopefully, we, uh, hopefully the 1955 bill won't pass, uh, or maybe it already did pass. Hopefully, won't be taken out of our houses by the uh, gulag. But, yeah, hopefully. You know, we're, we're going to keep trying our best, folks, and just try to get the word out as much as possible to as many people as possible. And that's kind of why we're doing this. So, uh, you know, once again, thanks. And, you know, we're going to do some more news and, and get some more stuff out there. But call us, uh, 914-613-3166 to tell us uh, whatever you want to tell us at this point. Just kind of open lines for the rest of this show. Uh, we have some more things to
1: talk about. <laughs> Guyman <laughs> dropped us an Insta message earlier, and he had said, while you guys are still on Revere, don't forget to get out all your shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker motherfuckers. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so boy. Oh, boy. We just felt kind of good.
2: Anybody who's listened to our show over the last uh, 13 weeks has known that you know, we we don't usually throw any bad words out there. We try to keep things in our level playing field. So anything that's happened tonight, we have, um, you know, like Guyman says, we're just trying to maybe get our... Our last kicks in at this point, I guess whatever you what want to call it. you
0: think it's my opinion of it. I think it was
2: yeah, I mean
10: <laughs> <laughs>
2: nevertheless let's let's get back somewhere on track. I mean, uh, we've talked a lot about Glenn Beck over the last ten weeks, and I think uh <laughs> <laughs> excuse, oh you, my Beth. goodness, how am I supposed to go on after that? What am I supposed to say? the turd theres yeah, well, yeah, of course, Ben has dubbed him the turd, that's his official name in, on the animal farm. But I will you know, and I was always the kind of guy confused about Glenn Beck the whole time. I don't really understand what he's trying to do. One day he's pro constitution, next day he's pro fascism or whatever. Pro dictatorship. This um particular Audio clip I'm, I'm about to play is another one where I got to applaud Glenn Beck, where, where he's the well, he was genuinely, uh, first of all, doing a great job in covering the right topics. I do, I gotta say, I agree. I mean, you Ben, you saw and you even agree with it, so I do. If
6: you name any of the real big threats that our nation faces, you are bound to find a large number of respected people who will argue that it's really no big deal. There is one exception to this, one scenario that we face as a nation that virtually every expert agrees could bring America to its knees, and it ain't global warming. The real story is, this scenario is already playing out, and no one from the political realm wants to address it. Tonight, we're going to. One week ago today, the first baby boomers became eligible for early retirement under Social Security. Hang on, stay with me for just a second. Over the next 20 years, another 78 million Americans will join them. The result is that every single household in America, your home, now essentially owes our U.S. government over $400,000 each. That's just to finance those two programs. Well, you don't have $400,000 in cash sitting around? Yeah, yeah me neither. You're not really alone. And that's the yes, problem. Do. Our country is technically bankrupt. Politicians try to confuse you with all these sorts of complicated numbers and formulas about our financial future. Oh, no, you don't have to worry about it. But it's very simple. The government works like your house works. Our government has promised far more money than it actually has or probably ever will have. USA Today has calculated that we would need to stash away 58 trillion, that's with a T, 58 trillion dollars right now in order to generate enough interest to pay for future obligations you may or may not have heard that our current investments total approximately zero dollars because unlike al gore stumps speech a few years ago there is no lockbox there's no dollars hid away anywhere Now, i am probably a lot like you when it comes to this stuff i mean it puts me sleep like that mad, isn't it? <laughs> but what woke me up was uh, in a book that i was reading i found something called the menu of delayed pain i want to show it to you This basically shows the options that we have to pay for our future debts. For example, if we acted back in 2003, we could have fixed everything by raising payroll taxes by 95%. Sure, not pretty, right? But now in 2008, because of compounding interest on money we already owe, we have to raise them by 103%. And the other options you see there in the right hand column aren't much better unless you happen to be, you know, enjoying paying 74 percent more in federal income tax. (laughs) Unfortunately, the American people never got to see those numbers because they were pulled out of the 2004 budget just a few days after then Treasury Secretary Paul O'Neill, who had ordered the analysis, was fired. And why were they pulled? To me, it's simple, because our leaders in both parties believe we can't handle the truth. Well, you know what? They're wrong. What we can't handle and must demand stop are the leaders who refuse to tell us the truth. So tonight.
2: I want to introduce him. Okay, well, he goes on to interview a guest, and it's a really good guest, and I suggest that everybody go check it out if you're interested. Uh, you know, the first reaction to me is, well, again, you know, again, Glenn Beck here. Is, uh, you know, Bleeding Heart Patriot, Glenn Beck. <laughs> I guess that's the one they sent that night. I guess oh, they didn't. <laughs> I guess so. I guess the neo feudalist, neo fascist one stood home and was watching TV. I don't know what to say, but nevertheless, I have to give credit where it's due. And he I, actually,
1: you know, um, he, he referred to Ron Paul in terms of the only presidential candidate's He, he did Ben.
2: I yeah, you got to you got to call it the way you say it is. Absolutely. You he did you say do. that the only person talking about this issue uh is Ron Paul, and you know, I guess uh not to make fun of it, but to take the words out of Piatt's mouth, yeah, I guess the death threats made some kind of difference. And I don't condone those. Nobody here does. We we already covered that. But yeah, uh, Glenn Beck was fair and balanced about this one, and I think he was telling the truth and seemed very passionate about it. So uh, be that as it may.
1: I guess it comes to a point where you kind of just get scared, even if you're Glenn Beck, even if you're like, okay, I'm on top of the mountain, I'm super rich, I'm getting paid by the establishment, but even though I'm super rich, my dollar's going to be so worthless that I'm going to end up being poor. You know, I guess you gotta care
2: at some point. Well, I I guess so, and I guess you know, um, I could guess all day. Doesn't make a difference what I guess, but my my overall viewpoint of the whole situation uh, with with Glenn Beck is, uh, again, the contradictions just make me scratch my head. If you're gonna sit here and Pretend that you're a patriot, or maybe you are a patriot that you really care about some of the major issues. Okay, Islamic fundamentalism is not one of those major issues of this country right now. Really not debatable. Sorry, Rudy. Hate to you know bang on your parade, but um, <laughs> if you really want to talk about the major issues that are hitting American citizens right now. Um, you know that's definitely one of them: social security and, and inflation and finance.
1: And we talked about that with Charles Ratner last week, so check out
2: that podcast.
1: Well, here's the thing, man: all the all the freaking uh all the presidential candidates out there, all the bullshitter presidential candidates are talking about change. They've monopolized this word "change" and they've basically raped it and left it for dead. Um, so that it's anybody tranced, that does yeah. actually talk about real change, it's been uh, trampled. Just, yeah, <laughs> just gets just gets thrown into the mix, you know, and you cannot. You cannot talk about change unless you talk about the debt and lowering spending and cutting and cutting, you know, and cutting you know these welfare programs and and cutting all of our spending. I mean, you just can't talk about change unless you unless you address that and unless you address inflation. Unless you address things like uh, our, our incredible our you know fifty sixty trillion dollar deficit that we've yeah. that we've basically enveloped because George of our w. of our nanny state you know sure and you know
2: and it's not just about you see the thing is i don't, I don't war. want folks to get the wrong idea at least about my viewpoints and opinions. The, the, to get America back on track is not just about some politician going into office and making changes and, and, and trying to change laws and working with Congress. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's a huge part of it. I think that's a very large part of it for the most part. It's a lot about us, though, folks. We have to start changing our behaviors. we got to start becoming accountable. We have to start changing our policies. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, shop all the time at Walmart and, and buy things off China. It's about responsibility. And I think a lot of it has a lot to do with us. Maybe all of it has to do with us. I think all
1: of it has. I to think do it with
2: does. Earth. This is if this is going to be our country, then we should assume that it's ours and take responsibility. Absolutely, and take you some know, we, friggin' ownership once in a while.
1: We talk about uh, we talk a lot about the scumbags that run this country and the scumbags that basically oppress us. But you what know, you, scum you, <laughs> you have to say to yourself. Who is the one that let these scumbags oppress exactly. them? It's not, it's not that the scumbags are impress, uh, oppressing us. It's the fact that we're letting the scumbags oppress yeah. us. And that's what the problem is. We all need to look deep into ourselves. We, we, we need to do something. If everybody just did a little bit, maybe more than a little bit, if some of us did more than what we're doing and, you know, if we just tried, but just getting everybody together just to do a little bit and to be aware, just be aware of what's happening, then we wouldn't have the problems that we have today. I mean, we're just getting raped
2: and we're letting it happen, and in fact, we're, a lot of times we're inviting it. If you're holding a Romney sticker, I'm sorry, you're inviting it. If you're holding a McCain sticker, sorry, you're inviting it. And the same goes for many other politicians. But regardless of that, uh, you know, to take the the thunder out of that newsroom, uh, the um, the network movie clip. The, you have to get mad before you write your congressman. Before you start constructing really uh, imaginative, imaginative type stuff. Before you start thinking about real scholarly ways to change policy and getting involved, you have to get mad. You have to start acknowledging. You
1: have to get riled up. You
2: have to get riled up and fired up. <laughs> okay, you have to start. I want
6: you to rise
0: up and
2: get fired up. you yeah, right. And I mean, you, you got to grind, start
6: grinding, your, grinding teeth, your teeth and
12: just get mentally ready. Do it. But if they keep pulling, we're going to take them, and I mean take them savage,
6: <laughs> I mean run them down, I mean, take their heads, and just <laughs> ram them into the concrete, <laughs> when they just, their hands just bust open, <laughs> <laughs> just crush them, you know what I'm talking about, just bite big, huge, <laughs> bloody chunks right out
2: of them, nothing can stop us.
1: Absolutely, I mean, Nothing can just... stop us if we get mad, we just, we
2: gotta get mad, folks, it... <laughs> There are almost 400 million people in this country. We have the numbers. All we have to do is get involved, get angry, start understanding that you know what's going on is not about Democrat versus Republican. That's not what this is about. This is not a football game. It's not a basketball game or a hockey game or a baseball game. It's not left and right. It's not black and white. It's not red and blue. It's not that. It's about you taking your freedoms, using them, not taking them for granted, and start taking your voice and using it. Okay. Oh boy. There we go. God bless America. I swear I didn't sleep, but I don't know. You know, I don't know what to tell you. We've been telling the same stuff for, for for how long, and you know, we're trying to get our message out there. And you know, listen, if we're wrong, then we're wrong. But well, you know, uh, it, that's what this country was founded well, on. That's exactly before, what we did.
1: What you were you saying before? It kind of made me think of a kids' movie that had come out called uh, I think it was called The Bug's Life, and there was a, a grasshopper. There was the grasshoppers that basically made all the ants um, kind of gather all their food for them every winter and uh when, what happened is one ant ended up standing up to the grasshopper and uh you know and, and he actually ended up making a, a difference uh, in all the ants minds and sure. hearts and minds and the grasshopper was talking to one of his henchmen mm-hmm. and one of his henchmen had said hey you know this it's just one ant that just stood up right i mean that's it no big deal the gra- and the lead grasshopper flipped out on them and said you idiot it, it may be just one ant right now but if if all the ants realize that they that they're being screwed, then yeah, we're screwed because they outnumber us ten to one. Right. The only
2: problem that we face Whoops. is that people don't want to believe it. We've gotten so comfortable, and we've gotten we've grown so accustomed to this cushy little lifestyle where we can go down the street and get anything we want twenty four hours a day, and we can go to the mall, we can go to Walmart. We have grown so accustomed to that lifestyle that we our you know our the state of our minds at this point people in this country they don't want to believe that things are as bad as they are even when you give them facts because everybody is, has instinct to fight when they are being screwed over to to put it lightly so most people when you tell them about anything when you show them any proof that it's not just corruption that's that's dealing. It's massive, massive, massive corruption on a grand scale, and it deals with death and it deals with disease and it deals with a lot of other things. Uh, they they reject it. Their mind has to reject it because they won't be able to keep on living their lifestyle if they believe it. Because uh, again, the human mind says, "No way. This is my line in the sand. It's natural to think that way, and I will not believe it. I will I will not uh, take this anymore." So
0: it's over, Johnny. <laughs>
2: It's over, <laughs> that's the greatest clip that's funny, so, I
1: actually found this clip that I was talking about, um, and the the lead grasshopper's name is hopper. I'm gonna play this right now it's actually it's pretty entertaining mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, a little lower. yeah,
6: lower, lower.
1: He's getting hey, his back I'll muscles. <laughs> That's fine. I Hope so. my idea.
6: Good. Okay, okay. I'll tell you anyway. You see, I've been thinking, okay, which is something that I do. You know, being vice president and all. And this, this is a thought. And it was mine. Why go back to Ant Island at all? I mean, you don't even like rain. What? You're right. I didn't think it was such a good idea myself. Actually, it wasn't even my idea.
9: It was Axel and Locos. He talked fancy to me. I got confused. Uh, <laughs>
12: Guys, order another round, because we're staying here! Yeah, Yeah.
0: what was I thinking going back to Ant Island? I mean, we just got here,
6: and we have more than enough food to get us through the winter, right? Why go back?
2: Alrighty. Well, it seems as though it's some kind of poetic justice that we should have. Our first technical difficulty uh, on our last show. (laughs) I don't know. uh, Maybe it's just me. Well, nevertheless, uh, apparently we had a bit of a drop-off there. So I don't know where you guys left off with us, but we were talking about ants and ant farms and uh, grasshoppers, and we are the people, and we have the majority. We have the power. We don't have control and so I think we're back on the air and if you're listening to me then thank you
1: yeah but we are true. back on the air I wonder how much we lost well if we you know for <laughs> whatever we made the case some excellent was, points there which well, kind of stinks well,
2: at least in our minds we did but uh folks we could we could use a <laughs> we could use a couple calls here <laughs> 9- <laughs> if you do want to participate you, you listen folks you have you have 16 minutes left uh, roughly uh in our last broadcast here review radio network 914 613-3166 you can skype us or instant message us at animal farm show one word we still have plenty to cover uh but we have been ranting we you know, we're upset, folks. We're just really. This has been kind of a venting session for all of us, and it's no particular reason why. It's just been so much going on between the elections and 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 policy, and you know, all I could do today was find out about O.J. Simpson and how I don't know he didn't make bail or some crap that really doesn't make any difference whatsoever to the state of this country. Um, I really couldn't care less about O.J. Simpson. I'm sorry. Um, take that for what it is. If you but. can
6: pull yourself away from American Idol for a moment to get back to me on this, I would really appreciate it.
0: Thank
2: you, Henry. <laughs> uh, really quick, Ben, I want to talk about two things. Uh, Michael, I guess we can call him I am the devil Chertoff, which is the Jack Blood term, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think Or maybe the Cher- so. term. Went on, and this is a little news about the Real ID Act, which is real, first of all, and it's actually happening.
4: Millions of Americans have their identity stolen. Terrorists have gained... Oh,
2: yeah, this is the other thing, too. We talked earlier (laughs) in the show, every single... F and thing that gets talked about in the news. You can say in the fucking. No, I'm not. Every policy, <laughs> every single thing between school buses with cameras and injections and mercury, it's all about terrorism. Terrorism is the most common problem in the world. It's always happening. Hundreds of billions of people have obviously died by terrorism. So just watch how Fox News, Fair and Balanced, handles this issue.
4: Millions of Americans have their identity stolen. Terrorists have gamed our system to get numerous identification cards. And they were able to pull it all off because our nation's ID is so bad.
1: Can you now pause that just for na- a what minute? What the
4: hell is our
2: nation's ID? are oh, our... not
1: up you are! We don't have a our nation's nation ID. Our <laughs> nation does not
2: have an identification card,
1: does it? Unless I'm really stupid. I just want to say something. In regards to the terrorists that, um, you know, because many of them had visas and were able to... Things. And um, trained
2: at military bases in Florida, by the way. Hate to break <laughs> that one to you. Go ahead, Ben.
1: Yeah, uh, they but they were able actually to get. They were actually able to get IDs because uh, you know they actually were flagged and people had tried to stop them from getting oh IDs boy. because they were. On, but uh, the we'll, we'll, FBI we'll get back to this it. issue.
2: All right, Animal Farm Radio Show, folks. We're here network. We'll be right back.
0: America is a great nation, but all great nations stumble at times. Our economy is weak. Our national borders are ignored. The cost of health care continues to rise. Our troops are spread too thin. Taxes are too high. Great nations stumble, but great nations do stand again. And so will America. We have the answer. God gave us freedom. Our forefathers gave us the Constitution. There is hope for America. We have Ron Paul. I'm Ron Paul, and I approve this message.
11: Attention,
7: attention. This is an alert. You have been on too long. You must disconnect. You
12: are
3: addicted.
7: Hey, you're listening to Revere Radio Network. Stay tuned. Yeah,
3: baby.
1: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. let to the Animal Farm here on Revere Radio Network. We had some technical difficulties before, but uh, that's why you have to donate to Revere. <laughs> please, <laughs> so that-
2: folks, please donate to Revere. It's a great station. There's a lot of great hosts. Um, before and after this show, all week, uh, definitely please donate. And, and we've had actually a lot of like,
12: f- shut up and give us the money. <laughs> we've actually had quite a few
2: first time things happen on this show, cursing and yeah, you know, all kinds I know. of breaks all types and of crazy. All right, stuff. so Ben, I'm sorry I cut you off because we were not going to breaks. So that's my apology. Please no, continue right. with what you were saying.
1: Oh, I, I was talking about the uh the um the fact that many of the terrorists were flagged before they came in the United States, and actually uh there were people that within the uh, f- FBI and the Department of Justice that that had uh, literally said to the people that had flagged them never mind their assets let them through
2: yeah it's it's, it's so the notion that
1: you look. the notion that terrorists take ids is just another ridiculous thing
2: yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and just, just take a look at that notion alone of ju- just the facts surrounding the terrorists that apparently hijacked these planes and did all these horrible attacks in our country. Um, we, they were allowed to train at military bases in the country. I mean, I'm not making this stuff up. Just do the research for yourself. But nevertheless, I got to play from the beginning. This is just Fox News. It's no matter what the issue Being is, Fox News. it's just always <laughs> you are under this threat of terrorism all the time every day.
4: Millions of Americans have their identity stolen, terrorists have gamed our system to get numerous identification cards, and they were able to pull it all off because our nation's ID is so bad. Now after a huge battle, new post-9-11 security rules are being unveiled today. The Real ID Act is designed to keep terrorists, con artists, and illegal immigrants (laughs) from stealing your identity or getting IDs they shouldn't have. So how will it change your driver's license? And what about all the states that object to it? Joining us is Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff. Mr. Secretary, thank you for being with us. Good to be on, Edie. Okay, so yeah. what does this do to uh, my to driver's on. license and the driver's license of those folks watching today?
5: Well, what's going to happen over the next 10 years is as you go for a driver's license renewal, starting in at the end of 2009, <laughs> you'll get a new driver's license which has additional security features.
2: And notice during this whole interview, he doesn't really talk specifics. I don't think he ever uses the... RFID term. He doesn't really talk about the chips. He just says there'll be s- secret things.
5: Yeah. You'll be required to establish <laughs> your identity like when you go in to get the renewal. And very importantly, you'll be required to establish that you are legally present in the U.S. <laughs> that's designed to keep illegal immigrants from using these kinds of driver's oh, licenses. That's a good thing. Well,
4: you know, you, of all people know what kind of a rap this was getting uh, off the bat. Uh, the
2: just, a- just note that Chertoff talked about illegal immigrants coming into the country, because I have another clip after this.
4: CLU and a number of governors were just saying, look, this is an invasion of privacy. You're going to be mm. checking on people's legal status. You're just going fishing. So how did you get around that?
5: Well, a lot of the governors were concerned about the cost and we did uh, retool the business process and we found a way to give a little bit more flexibility in terms of the actual technology of the card so that we were able to cut the cost by about three quarters. And I think that's going to take most of the objections off the table. And I should say...
2: Yeah, never mind privacy, that doesn't matter.
5: I would say, Edie, that many of the governors already are signed on to doing this. Mm-hmm. As far as the ACLU is concerned, You know, they may object to our determining whether someone is legally in the country or not. But I think the public has spoken about this. The public does not want to have illegal immigrants masquerading as Americans by using phony driver's licenses.
4: Yeah, and as we know, one of the uh, 9-11 hijackers had, I think he had driver's licenses from four different states and a number of other legal IDs, ideas he was able to get somehow
5: somehow. Well, that's right. And of course, Mohammed Atta, who was the ringleader, uh, had an, uh, a driver's license he had originally obtained when he had a visa. So we have governors for New York, <laughs> Attorney General
2: Spitzer, wanting to issue, and this is another reason why I was opposed to Spitzer's plan, to issue illegal immigrants' driver's license. <laughs> yeah, but okay. you have Michael Chertoff on, on Fox News saying <laughs> that illegals or terrorists we're getting driver's licenses. Do you like see I'm the problem? Crazy pills. Is, is what I'm saying. <laughs>
5: this is just double-think all across the board. Visa, but he overstayed the visa, and the license remained valid, and that's another loophole we're going to plug with this new regulation.
4: Okay, I understand there are going to be three layers of security. Here we go.
5: What are those? Well, basically, on the face of the document, there'll be some kind of a visible type of security, like a hologram. But there'll be two other security like features. One- we
2: already card. have holograms. That's nothing new, Mike.
5: One of which will be a covert feature.
2: Okay, so there's going to be a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. Whoa. There- wait a minute. We're getting high tech <laughs> here, folks. Brace for impact. Put your seatbelts on. There's going to be a covert feature.
5: It could be something like a filament, for example, or something in the actual card itself. And then there'll be a...
2: Well, okay. What is it going to be? It's going to be covert. It's going to be in the card. It's going to be a filament. What the hell is it?
5: A uh, secret uh, I, uh, item in the card that will be only accessible A somebody has the in proper the card. authorization of the proper tool. That will, will we even know what's in the card? To determine whether, in fact, it's genuine or not. And all those features make it very, very difficult, if not impossible, for somebody to fabricate or counterfeit. Mm-hmm a real ID driver's license.
4: Well as you've been plugging away at this, uh, some of the more let's call them reluctant governors have been uh, coming on board with this but what about those who are still saying, you know, the, we just don't agree with it in the face of it. What happens? What, will their IDs be valid from those states? Well,
5: the, Edie, the law is very clear about this. If a state absolutely rejects this and refuses to take any steps to implementing this then that state's driver's licenses come this May will no longer be acceptable identification for getting on an airplane or getting... Oh, my inter- God.
2: I want you to listen to that. I can't that. wait to get a Microsoft No, 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 no. I, this, I can't wait this, for it. This is basically the point of this radio show, is to expose this type of information. I'm going to play it again, and I want you to listen really, really closely, and try for just 10 seconds to put all your political beliefs behind you, no matter what they are. What,
5: happens, what Will their IDs be valid from those states? Well... Edie, the law is very clear about this. If a state absolutely rejects this and refuses to take any steps to implementing this, then that state's driver's licenses, come this May, will no longer be acceptable identification for getting on an airplane or getting into a federal building. That's going to put a a burden on the citizens of the
2: This is your country. This is the United States of America. And this man is telling you that if your state doesn't accept this new plan, this new governmental plan that you will no longer have a valid form of identification. This is what Alex Jones has been talking about since God so knows Michael, when, since 98 he's been so talking Michael about this. So Michael
1: Skeletor Chertoff is now in charge of all the United States of America. Now he has the ability to say, hey, this is what the law says. If your state doesn't like it, then you're not going to be able to fly. You're not going to be able to yeah. do this. You're gonna, well, so you it. better lobby your state to get these real ID acts. And that's what happens. Go ahead. And then we have a secret and then we have a secret thing that's inside of these chips that maybe you won't even get to know about, but it what it's basically gonna be, it's gonna be a digital it's gonna be a biological fingerprint or whether it be DNA or whether it be an RFID chip with your number attached, that's gonna go into a large database that we're not gonna tell you about, but basically it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be uh, fraud proof.
2: Yeah. Complete control with just the flick of a switch. This is, gotta this, is love it. this is not conspiracy theory, this is not ridiculous. This he's is, on there saying He's it. on the news. This is Michael Chernoff on the news saying this to you it gets a lot better so here we go so now now what i try to do and this is kind of my way of thinking is i think about all the th- elements in mind i think about past and present and i think about future so you have cheritoff now talking about ids he's not telling what's going to be in the ideas we all know what the real idea act what it was really about we all know they want to chip us eventually they all want us to be numbered kind of like the um well, we have a Holocaust. We we'll won't go back into that. But the bottom line is, they all they, everybody has to have these IDs, the ID cards, and you don't really have to take them. But if you don't, then you can't get on a plane, you can't get on a train, you can't travel in your own country. because after a all a Can't yeah, buy a car.
1: You can't. Do so then this.
2: I think about this whole thing, and then I think about the whole Elliot Spitzer thing, and I argue with several people about the Spitzer plan. Everybody's like, "Oh, come on, it's a great thing. You know, let's get the immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants, out of the woodwork. Let's find out who they are." But I said, "Well, wait a minute. You're issuing driver's licenses to." possible terrorists and this argument seemed to work but then Fox News did a really good report on the border problem so here we are having these Real ID Act and these identification cards are going to be given to American citizens so that all these fraud problems will be taken care of and all the illegal immigrants won't be able to get away with what they get away with but then we have the Fox report
8: The highest uptick in violence reported along the San Diego-Tijuana border. So why is this happening, huh? We sent Adam Housley back down to the border to
13: find out why he's live now. Adam, good morning. Good morning, Bill. In fact, in this location just yesterday, at this time, a U.S. agent was attacked. Behind me is Colonial Libertad, the most dangerous neighborhood in all of Tijuana, and we're talking about more than 140 attacks just in the last three months. We have some dramatic video that's been provided to us by the Border Patrol, and this isn't just rocks and bottles or sticks being thrown at agents, we're talking about boulders, the size of beach balls in some cases, being wrapped in cloth, soaked in kerosene, lit on fire, thrown over the wall at U.S. agents as they patrol this area. Also, uh, wrist rockets firing BBs, even guns being fired at U.S. agents as they Ooh, drive great. here along the border. Now, in response, the Border Patrol is firing pepper guns as well as throwing tear gas into Mexican neighborhoods. <laughs> there has been some criticism.
2: kind of seems like an unfair fight when you think about guns, BB guns, versus what, pepper yeah, the, spray? The, the, Hold on. From I, I've some heard reports human of rights organizations and, 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 the border, and rocket RPGs it's, and it's stuff like that. It's a war zone. It's a war zone. But you know, this is Fox News reporting.
13: Even a couple of newspapers here in America, they wouldn't talk to us on camera, but the Border Patrol would. What we're doing is defending ourselves, and we are going to continue to deploy that. Um, that. Uh, Uh, That use of force that's justified and necessary to prevent life life and certainly um, serious bodily harm. I expect our agents to do that.
12: The reason they're responding
6: in this way is they're losing control of the area. Places where they've operated with impunity in the past, they're losing control and they're attacking us. As a means to try to get,
2: you know, so uh, it goes on. You can check it for yourself. But again, I mean, all these reports that come out, I just try to put them together and make something out of them. And again, nothing adds up anymore. So they want to identify every person in the state with these secretive ad- identification cards. The borders are still non-protected because people are dying. Our own U.S. marshals and, of course, the border patrol agents who are not United States uh, marshals are being attacked. And yet, you know, all these things come across, and nothing, none of it makes any sense. Yet in New York. They want to give driver's licenses to illegal immigrants, so we're you know we're makes com- sense. we're completely backwards in this country, and nothing really at all is making any sense whatsoever. You just apply any reason to it. That's a shame. We're, we're gonna
1: we're gonna have to. Oh, I'm sorry, Pyth. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Pyth, get your last words in. Yeah. <laughs> We, um, we, we only have a minute left here. Yeah, and this is our s- last one. No, we have to say goodbye to everybody at Revere. Um, we love everybody here yes. at Revere, uh, Guyman and, and Rob Revere and King Mob and, and all the other hosts on the network are just great. And you've been great to us and they've informed us that the door will always be open. Um, so, uh, we're, we're looking forward to plugging them on we, the people radio thank network you. and stuff like that. And, and we just, will. And w- we love you guys. Uh, thank you very, very much uh, for having us on the network and, uh, and we just we we, just, we love you. Well That's just yeah, you thank you. Thank you <laughs> so
2: much for helping us out. Thanks for the support and we will be uh, we'll be back and, and somewhere or another we'll thank be here. So check it out. Animal Farm Show will be on the We The People Radio Network next Wednesday night at ten o'clock. Thanks uh, guys.
1: WTPRN dot com. Just one last time Sorry.
2: Thanks guys. Have a great night.
7: Thank you. Goodbye.
1: Stop that train.
5: Let me let me say something. George W. All my
0: good life I've been alone.